Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. And welcome to Movies, Films, and Flicks. I am Mark Hoffmeyer, and joining me is someone who's stuck inside an elevator and surrounded by monsters. It's Anandi Boetes. Are you afraid of elevators? How do you feel about elevators? I'm Let's cool with elevators. Out of, uh, uh, really? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. have a little thing with, since I, since I was little, I have a little, I think it's a claustrophobia, um, first and foremost. And yeah, then like I started watching good old movies. <laughs> And um, so what could happen when an elevator just stops working and snaps and, 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 and yeah, so elevators have always been a little bit terrifying for me. I, mean, I, I would rather take the stairs. <laughs> I opt for stairs. It's good for my heart rate. <laughs> yeah. And steps. I always take stairs for steps. I have my 10,000 exactly. a day Fitbit. So it's I got to do gotta that. Got to get those steps in. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. I'm not going to lie. Like when I hear a noise in an elevator, when there's a clung, clung, and you're like, oh, or... If you have to use the restroom and you're on an elevator, you're like, please don't break down now. Like, that's when I am a little worried. I'm like, you know, that's the only time I ever think about it. But if I just casually go into an elevator, I'm like, it's cool. I think it's fine. Have you ever been stuck in an elevator? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I'm we do remember to... it, right? You'd think. But I am getting older and my memories are <laughs> starting to do weird things and it's freaking me out. But that's a different podcast episode. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that during uh, what is some reminiscence. I don't know. Yeah. Talking, actually, I do not want to cover that movie. No, thank no, you. No, no, no. no that's not a memento. <laughs> What's Tree of Life. Tree of a life. Lot, that's all about memories and wisps of memories yeah. and thinking and big picture. There he is. There, are tree of life. And there's dinosaurs. So we're in luck there. All the memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the, was it Jackass Forever when they play that memory song at the end by Weezer and they like they go back and they show all the old Jackass stunts? It always gets me a little teary-eyed watching yeah. young Jackassers because you know, Ryan's done, Bam's in bad shape, Johnny has 45,000 concussions. <laughs> so it's it's weird watching these people in 2001 who you liked now Imagine just what they're beat up. Imagine how, what their x-rays must look like. It's like scarred. 
Like they should, yeah. Like with their X-rays up in a museum or something. There's nothing inside your body right Study now. Study these men. I don't know what's in your body right now that's keeping you standing because yeah. there's nothing left. You're just. It would be actually so funny. You do have like a virtual like gallery type of thing where it's an X-ray, and then like every break on a bone, then you can like click on it, and then <laughs> the video clip plays of the time that he broke that bone. That'd be amazing. You know, you also have uh, Evil Knievel's x-rays. You have exactly. what Ryan Dunn's butt x-ray from Jackass. That would actually be a fun, like, exhibit interactive piece thing. Rugby players, hockey, like famous rugby players, hockey yep. play. Make it happen. Make Zanani, it happen. Get on it. Okay. At Cracked Article, the 10 characters from movies that'll have the most interesting x-rays. Yes. Oh gosh, that's great. I love it. Stealing that. Thanks, Mark. So today we're talking here. <laughs> we're talking about what elevator elevator scenes. Bad wait. Oh, so the name of this episode is Bad Times at the Elevator. So yeah. or, or Bad Times in the Elevator. The L. Are we gonna yeah? Which one do you like the, better? Bad times at the L Evader or Bad Times in the Elevator? I just like Bad Times in the L. Evader. Or just bad Keep times in the short. L. Ooh, and then time. like, you know, bad times in the L. <laughs> I mean, like I'm crazy enough song. to do that. Bad so, rap song. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do I that. Can, I can write bad rap songs too. Yeah, the next, that's another cracked article. Yeah, you, <laughs> worst, Malibu's Most Wanted. Then worst bad, worst Spring rap Breakers. songs written by me. <laughs> yeah. Spring Breakers got some bad, bad ones by Alien. Oh my gosh. I haven't watched Spring Breakers. Should I? Is it worth it? Yeah. I can't decide. So, it, I mean, listen, you know, it's very Florida. <laughs> it brings back it brings back memories of very bad nights. It hasn't well, been canceled Florida. yet. Like A24 have, is still celebrating me. it. You know what you I mean? Like, me. what? <laughs> you have me at, um, it's very Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's very Florida. <laughs> Salt. <laughs> yeah, I've read, like, I've read, like, a lot of people are, like, kind of over that movie or, like, it's it wasn't really enjoyable for them to watch, but... It's yeah, not enjoyable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever had a night, right? You're on a beach and then you get with some people and then you go to like the weirdest place ever. And then you're just like, yeah, I yeah. want out of here. Sure. Get me For out sure. of here. That's what this movie mm-hmm. is. Oh, that's and, like me at every party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so what the movie does, it kind of destroys the myth of spring breakers and like what the locals who take advantage of the spring breakers who come down. So, I mean, there's um, an insane amount of gratuitous shots of, you know, uh, there's nudity I've everywhere. Heard that too. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, so you're kind of watching this movie about the tits. myth of spring break being destroyed and how it's not glorious and how it's really empty. But then you're also getting just crotch shots of Selena Gomez. And so you're kind of like, it, this movie's exploitative, mm. but it's also making a pretty good point about how spring break is, is just unhealthy. And then the people you meet yeah. there and the places you can go. And then it goes places. It's not an ABC movie. It's a very Harmony Corin type film. So it, it, for the experience and knowing that helped kicked off A24, it's a nice piece of history. And I think if you're from Florida, you know, I'm from St. Pete where it takes place. And I, I recognize a lot of the people. So it's, it's worth a watch. I did not know it's the movie that kicked off A24. So yeah. Okay. Then I guess I have to watch it. I think it was one of the, cool. ma- the first ones that kind of put it on the radar. So it's, is there an elevator in Spring Break? <laughs> no, there's not. I mean, they're on the second floor sometimes, so that's good. Yeah, okay, I'll watch it and then we can do an episode on it. Hey, also, I'm doing one next week. 
Oh, but, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, with Joey Lewandowski from Too Fast, Too Forever. Where nice. Yeah, because Joey. Joey, I like him. He's a good dude. Uh, so nice. yeah, let's. Uh, we're talking elevators. So we're talking about scenes okay. where bad things happen in elevators. So do you want to go first? Bad times at the Um, I could. Well, since you said that I'm surrounded by monsters, I'll do my first one. Like the Deep Rising, fun little sequence in a very probably the most cheeky elevator on our list i'd say i mean like screw the monster outside the elevator is like the devil it goes on an absolute fritz and then it like, like has so does it to play some elevator music and by the time it crashes it's like okay well now we're out of service i'm like oh my gosh this elevator is like the whole character i love it ah. <laughs> there's a girl from Ipanema. Like, yeah <laughs> yeah what the hell is that go for it i love that um i also love when uh, uh chet williams is like i heard you the first time <laughs> after he kicks that guy and funker oh, right just like ever ready with her shoe <laughs> oh when she hits kevin j o'connor in the face and she's like i'm like i'm gonna uh, no one would notice if i broke the rest of your face and, and he goes what is this about <laughs> like his reaction exactly Listen, like, kevin j o'connor even happening <laughs> And Steven Summers movies is amazing. He's so funny in this movie. And the West study thing, like you asshole. Yeah. Like it's, oh, oh, what an elevator scene. And no, I love it. And I was, I listened to the commentary and they just talked about how they just put the tiny thing on a gimbal and shook the camera and made the actors pull a Star Trek, William Shatner, and just shake themselves around. So Steven <laughs> Summers had a good time just talking about watching treat Williams, throw himself all over the elevator. And it wasn't even uh, moving, but you guys, it. this is amazing. Like it's, it starts on six, right? And then it goes like eight, and then it goes to six, and then it goes to S three. I'm like elevator. You have one job. That's you say. You say down, and the thing goes up. You say up, it goes down. You say like, okay, just chill, and it starts playing this weird elevator music. <laughs> and then it goes into a blood hallway. So I love Deep Rising. I watched it before we started the pod now, uh, just because I wanted to. <laughs> it's such a fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic movie. It's so much fun. It like it's got a great pace. I, just, I, I actually like the pacing of it. It goes fast. It just goes there. Like in the first five minutes, oh, here's a giant torpedo. Like, <laughs> love it. Um, we've got the base jet ski action sequences. Like it's fan. Oh, I it's I yeah. I love that people are like discovering rediscovering this movie again um because it's so much fun when it comes to like aquatic monster movies this one's right up there um and it knows what it is and everyone's having fun it's like probably my favorite part of uh favorite movie from Kirsten. like it's just yeah no, it's How fun you, like this got like a 32 percent on rotten tomatoes and i don't want to complain about critics but megan saw the score when i was watching it and she went what what, what yeah what nah. this, i think maybe people are moving out or monster monster moving out but how do you watch this with the humor and the fun and the dumb and like just the fun the jet skis and the treat williams of it all and west study and yeah. the great cast jimon hunsu money 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 axe in the head money, 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 money. It, it's it's sometimes sometimes i honestly think um Critics should rather just stay with art movies and not crit any other type of movies. <laughs> hey, listen, it's not Jaws. Like, <laughs> yeah, are you saying Deep Rising isn't Jaws? Well, yeah, what is? Get over. It's not Alien. Well, no shit. It's not okay. Aliens. Well, what is? It's Deep Rising. <laughs> Deep Rising. 
a jet ski drives through a cruise liner and the guy's nailing door opening buttons with a shotgun. Like, come on now. It's, a- it's absolutely incredible. And a guy gets hit with a shoe. <laughs> Perfect. I'm scene. good with this shoe. It's wonderful. I, and uh, uh, since, since we're on monsters, right? Uh, I'm going to go to Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Nice. Steven's nice. death. Poor Steven. It's a poor, rough poor death. Steven. It is. Like, I watched it actually a couple of times, that clip that scene like yeah you feel for you feel for the guy and then like even with like peter when he realizes oh steven's a goner like and he just sits there up in the vents and he's like having this moment of oh, it's so well done I mean, yeah i it's it's a great 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 scene elevator that, scene that's why romero's so good is because they gave the uh-huh. moments for what Ken Forey just to sit there and worry about Steven and Steven like gets bit in the leg but then he fights them all back and he, yeah, he does listen. a good job fighting and he he, did. he kills some people and then the shot of him coming out of the elevator and the shot of the zombies walking into the elevator those are iconic those are a- amazing shots and like the overhead we love overhead shots there's a beautiful overhead oh, yes. shot of oh, him being right. like Romero just knows elevators and just watching him trying to climb up after being shot by those stupid. I hate those stupid bikers. Just oh, those bikers are the worst. Oh, I want to fist fight them. And so just watching the overhead shot and then seeing just the elevator closes. He's shot in the arm and just and then he comes out and goes after him. It's just an. I know. Like, yeah, it's it's such it's such a great scene. And then also like a kind of a bummer because, oh, man. Like, yeah, Dawn of the Dead, or as I like to refer to the movie as more people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so fun. I love also, like, actually how um, the movie starts with all the chaos. Like, Romero oh, does that well. You know, like, yeah, even with the elevator scene, we all know that it's notoriously difficult to film in an elevator because you've got the wall thing happening. So it's tricky. Like, you've got trick walls and stuff that you put up like a lot of the times or what like there's different ways people shoot it but like yeah how you can like still show that chaos you know um in such a itty bitty little space i love that and romero was good at it oh and quick note we've already talked about devil on the mff podcast so we're not going to be including right. it in this episode but if you want to go but back and listen it. to it it's such a good movie yes, such devil a good movie. forever Dev- devil forever it'd be more- that movie People are getting onto it. Our episode. Yeah. Good, good. Love hearing that. You know, it made decent money. The critical score is not terrible. And people are just going, I think the whole end night producing thing killed it. But it's just such a good movie. I, and so go listen to that episode. Yeah. Full episode. And watch yeah. It's such a good movie. Yeah. I mean, like, I just felt, I, I was like, should we like do a scene of Devil? But like, I mean, it's all the scenes in the elevator and Devil. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> It's an entire. It's a it's scenes in movies. Not ele- it's not the best elevator scene in an elevator movie. It's the best elevator scene in a movie. It's the best elevator movie. Yeah, Devil's the best elevator movie. Yeah, because I think yeah, I mean, because most of the action plays, you know, plays out in the elevator. So I think that qualifies that. And someone mentioned the lifts that I haven't oh, yeah. seen yet. I should I should still. Of course, watch Chris that. Kelly brought that up. I think Chris Kelly's like yeah. He knows yes. the evil. He knows the the evil lawnmower movies. He knows the evil elevator movies. Nice. Yeah, I love he drops it. all those. 
Yeah, so I have to watch the lift because that sounds interesting. Okay, next up, let's do Evil Dead Rise, the Blood oh Vader, the Blood Vader. So I actually like. I mean, we're going to talk about the, the the big Blood Vader scene. I like the wire one where she gets attacked with this thing. Like when I watched the movie, that scene actually. I was tensed out because firstly we're in an elevator. So I was excited and also immediately scared. What is going to happen in this elevator? And then this thing that we can't see starts attacking her with these wires and rip and breaking her entire body. Listen, Alyssa Sutherland was such a fantastic casting. Yeah. I mean, she was so effective in this movie, just like her look and everything. She, yo. Great yeah. look. And not like right, I'm not saying great right, looking, like she had a very right. good look. Like yes, exactly. Yeah. Like it worked. She she was scary. Just the way she sometimes like pulls her eyes, like, whoa, if I see that at night. <laughs> very effective. But yeah, like um, I loved that scene. And then of course we've got the big buckets of evil dead blood scene that ended in a little shining homage. I love that. So, like, yeah, they said like they use like almost what's Six, six, six thousand, six thousand five hundred liters of fake blood. Wow! But they, yeah, used for for the movie, and um, it was yeah, like a whole thing. They ended up actually using a tank with all the blood inside, and they lowered the elevator into the tank so that it just looked. And I mean, the look was great because I said if they were going to pump it, obviously you're going to have little bubbles and stuff happening, and it's going to look weird um so they just lowered this thing like and it was all thing because the stuff was too cold so they had to build an entire mechanism to pump hot water to get the blood to not be too cold because like people had to be dunked into it like (laughs) it was yeah like imagine working on that okay we need 6.5 thousand liters of blood everybody oh god and i actually had to get a commercial company to make it for them like it says it wasn't like it's corn syrup dyes and water but because it was like so much of it they had to get a manufacturer to just they're not getting like you and me just to put a bunch of kool-aid into a thing and then like some (laughs) pineapple chunks you know or like cherry chunks and we'll have like a a different color forever (laughs) exactly stain ourselves forever But I, I like that Lily Sullivan, she said she had to like genuinely act in it. And I like that. They're dunking her in that. Like she had to yeah. really be in it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I love when they look at the weight limit of the blood. That's so ingenious. Like, right. like just knowing how many people can be on that elevator and knowing that that blood is going to make it fall. And then they're going to be in a blood elevator when it lands. And we knocked the shining. We don't have, we did. We talked about the shining during hotels. Now we don't have to talk, talk about it during our elevator love episode. It. Yeah, it's yeah. And Lily it's an elevator cool. vomiting blood. I love it. Like I saw someone describe it as an elevator vomiting blood. <laughs> what do you think about Lily Sullivan in the scene? I mean, like the acting in general, I dug it. Like, She's cool. Everyone was, yeah, no, I was impressed with with everyone because I mean it's all these fresh faces. Yeah. And yeah, I was just really liking the casting. Like, I, I liked the movie, too. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It just, like, it almost got to kind of the same for me towards, like, you know, the middle part towards the end. So it kind of started actually losing me. I think when your stuff goes, like, too much too fast, then it kind of numbs me out almost. 
So like building up to a climax is kind of an important thing for me. Otherwise you might lose me. But that's me. Like, I mean, I know other people want to be on that high all the time. But yeah, like the, the casting, the acting, I had no problem with that. They were all wonderful. They were wonderful to watch. Yeah, I actually wanted some more of the characters. But I mean, that's like wanting a different movie, I guess. Like, you know. Yeah, they don't go hard on the characters, the Evil Dead franchise. No, no. Like, although, I mean, like I did uh, the, the Evil Dead 20, uh, uh, was it 2013? The, 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 the previous one that and... came out. Like, I, I loved that one. That one was great. And like, we did have a little bit more of a, you know, character happening there. But I mean, that's, uh, it's, the movie doesn't need it. <laughs> that's not what Evil Dead is known for. So. Mm -mm. You, you, you make a great point about Lily, though. I had never seen her in anything before. So I was able to buy her as the new Ash just fine. Like, yeah, I dug that. absolutely. That was cool. I like, yeah, I mean, I really liked all of them. I thought it was great casting. And I thought it was pretty interesting. He said that they didn't, they just, they didn't have to come back and do it again. Lee Cronin, the director, and they talked about, he doesn't really use, like to use a lot of cameras. So he used three or four of them. So it's pretty interesting. They brought in the tank, they dunked it. They got special blood. They used three or four cameras. Like it's, it's a, they put in a lot of work to make an elevator blood explosion. And so it has to make the list. Yeah, exactly. And it, okay. I, and it, I mean, it, it genuinely freaked me out. It's the, the wire scene, especially the first one. The blood scene was just pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that, that sign note put the biggest smile on my face. I'm like, oh man, I like this. Okay, so I got to follow that. I'm going to go, since we're talking about like evil, evil dead. So we're doing evil dead rise. I'll go to Resident Evil. Oh, and, yes. You know, I love, listen, I'm a huge Paul W.S. Anderson fan. I've been writing about him for years. I've been sticking up for the guy for years. And I think that this Resident Evil movie, I think it gets an unfair shake because it has a sense of humor. That Red Queen with the laser grid scene. Where, what you saying? Like, just like the laser grid scene that the Queen's like, listen, I'm going to do lines and then I'm just going to do a grid and kill you. Like, it's hilarious. And the dog scene where she escapes one dog and runs up on four. And then there's this scene with the elevator, like the Red Queen drops it and then lifts it back up. Like, she's a jerk. And I, <laughs> I dig this scene. And. You know, uh, Paul W. Sanders said some, some said something hilarious during the commentary. He's like, "Okay, so this one was like really tough because like we had to do something really um, technical, and the technical thing we did was just shake the camera to make the elevator seem like it was moving, <laughs> and it just made me laugh how we built up to that. And, Super technical. <laughs> and and they built miniatures for this scene. They had like one quarter scale miniatures and he talked about uh, that the wire and the dust was cgi but those are all miniatures and the cgi was sparks and they shot it on the third day of the shoot and just just i love how the elevator goes down and then up it's just such a right such <laughs> so a cheeky for lack of a better term head fake <laughs> that it just makes me happy like it's yeah people being decapitated shouldn't make you happy but <laughs> This scene does, and I think it's all down to Paul W.S. Anderson just being funny. And I love the scene, too, of the elevator falling next to them. Remember the elevator falling and everyone's like, ah! Yes, yes. That, 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 I love hearing that. And just, <laughs> I don't know, what a good, just, I love it. I love this scene. And the head fake, it goes down then up. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, same. No, I'm also a fan. Like, the movie too i should actually watch resident evil again it's been a while but i enjoyed it i yeah again thought it was hella fun 
Yeah. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Like it's 90 minutes. Like who just exactly. In and out. Yeah. In and out. Yeah, no. Well, since yeah, like we're talking about people who's Kappa's got dictated. <laughs> oh, are we going there? Oh yeah. We're going there. Final destination oh. too. Oh, the hook man. That scene hooks you. <laughs> Linda Boyd. Shame. Her Kappa got dictated. <laughs> and yeah, I love also actually like after it happens, like uh Terence C. Carson and John John R. Taylor. Yeah, like that's the hook man, John R. Taylor. Like they absolutely lose it. That yeah. poor man is scot- both of them like are completely scarred, but it's like like first she thinks, oh, the hook man is gonna kill her, and he kind of smells her ear. So it's like, who's this creep? What's he gonna do? And then Shane, the poor guy actually just ends up so scarred because <laughs> she lost her head. Oh gosh. And you know, he did that smell that was improv. He wasn't supposed to oh, do that. They were real? just sitting in there and the guy just leaned no forward guy. and smelled her. So on the commentary, <laughs> they talked about that. It makes me happy. And also they said Linda Boyd had to lay there for two days with her head stuck in an elevator and they were fully prepared for her to complain, but she just loved it. She's like, this scene's amazing. Oh, so she wow. was like really happy to have her head knocked off in a movie. And so she just oh, was all so about cool. it. Yeah. Oh, love her for that. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Just, when they walk into the elevator, with the hooks and you know what aside from maybe final destination five well i only think about the gymnastics scene in final Dest- destination five but in two you have the barbecue explosion which is scary enough you have the car the logging trucks and then you have the elevator so i think pound for and pound. the pigeon the pigeon oh, stuff yeah. like linda's son at the dentist the dentist sequence which is oh. terrifying in itself because it's the freaking dentist oh yeah you have the dentist it's pound for pound the most memorable, I think. Yes. But I did hooks. an article. Exactly. The hook man. You gotta so get hooks stupid. in there. It's you gotta get hooks in there. Yeah. I did an article for Cracked about like the funniest kills in the franchise ranked. And like I I, I made a comment that now the first one is actually pretty serious. There's like there's the one gets hit by a bus out of nowhere. That's kind of like, whoa, but that's more nervous, laughter than anything. And then the actual funny gag happens in the end when you realize it's not over, like, you know, but the first one isn't that funny. With the second one, they definitely ramped it up because yeah, give the people what they want, give them these ridiculous skills, you know, like, and you could see they were having started, starting to have fun with it. Like, yeah, we're going to make this totally ridiculous. And I love it. I mean, I'm very excited about the new one. I I do hope they keep just with the ridiculousness of it all. We're going on a cruise ship, apparently. That looks oh, like, yes. I mean, yes. Have you ever been? I've been on a cruise ship. I can so see a Final Destination playing out on a cruise ship. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, like five, very- it ended so strong on five. And then... You know what I like about two? It's not as cruel as four, three is, where the ladies get burnt inside of oh, the yes. tanning beds. Like that's the one of the Stay meanest away things. from those tanning beds, girls. That was like one of the meanest. That that just wasn't. It wasn't funny. It was like if you laugh at that uh, scene, like, yeah, that was just a mean. Was... And it was long, and they were naked, and you're like, this is like gratuitous, and these women are burning, and it's mean. Like I didn't enjoy that, but when you have a man with a hook hand smelling a woman and her head gets stuck in an elevator. It's kind of funny. I think, yeah, like, I think with the, like, with the tanning bed thing, it's kind of low-hanging fruit, you know? Um, yeah. Where, yeah, like, this hook thing. 
Okay, so how can we, so we want to do an elevator scene where someone's head gets decapitated. I guess that was like the initial idea. Okay, how are we going to do that? That is something that people won't even think about. Okay, let's have this hook, man. Someone said something about hooks the other day. Let's like have these hooks and then it hooks her little braid. <laughs> Silly. The writers uh, on the commentary, the writers, when they came up with like, oh, there's a hook and they're going to get stuck in it. They wrote all that. And then the producers or whatever, they're like, how do you guys plan on us shooting this? And like, I don't know. You're shooting it. Like, that's what they said to him. Like, it's so funny that they just wrote it. And like, oh, no, you guys figure it out. It's our script. You figure, yeah. 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 You figure it out. It I love me, it. But yeah, what a scene. It's just What I also love about that scene, you know, that that's actually the first the first scene of the second movie where, okay, so they're kind of figuring out this is how death works because, like, it's been explained to them. And it's the first time one of the characters actually realizes because it's when he's, I can't remember the dude's name, but when he sees the shadow of the hook man and he's like, is this anything? Is this anything? Yeah. But then him knowing leads to the phone call telling the woman to freak out about a man with hooks and she started freaking out. Like if she didn't, would that even have happened? Like it's, uh, I love that little detail that's in there too, you know, like it, it, it goes back to that kind of destiny thing. Would it have happened if, he didn't see the hook shadow and they didn't call Nora. It's yeah, fun. <laughs> yeah, wait. Mark, are you okay? Well, <laughs> no, you just... broke me because <laughs> does death did death make that setup so that they would call and tell her? That that's doesn't have that control that's, though, does it? That's what you wonder. Like, I mean, because the movie like plays real fast and loose with with that whole thing and like the concept of free will and whatever, but like, because some people do cheat death, so there's always room for it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And who who set that closet together? Remember the, the bowling yeah. ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got me thinking <laughs> should... about that now because they call her and then she freaks out and dies because they saw the sign. If they hadn't exactly. seen the sign, and didn't be... tell her a man with hooks is gonna kill you. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe it still would have happened. I mean, she wouldn't have tried to run out of the elevator if her hair got stuck in the hook. She would have probably be like, oh, <laughs> weird or something. I don't know. <laughs> Death. Like, hmm. We're going to do a Larder... episode soon. So we'll, we'll do We covered it. the franchise and we didn't even talk about this. Love and Good Night covered every movie and we never considered that. All right. Well, I need to think about this. Enter Zaza. All right, so I'm gonna do what's I'm gonna do a scene where no one dies. Okay, cool. How do you feel I, about that? I okay, yeah, I have one scene like that too. Cool. I got cool. I got North cool. by Northwest, and I, yes. I had to do North by Northwest because I was thinking like we could talk about Deep Red with the amazing lift, wow. uh, jewelry rip. We could talk I about Damien too. Just, just oh, like it just sorry, just sticks uh, with the the uh, uh, what's it the dark red what what's Deep that movie? Red. Deep Red. So I haven't watched it, but I saw the clip that you sent me. And I mean, I love that the camera just like hovers on the, those like pearl necklaces. It's just like ends up hanging there. It's amazing. Like, that, that's so clever. It's a good scene. She's not really in it. And then you have Damien 2 where a guy gets ripped in half. That's another good, that's another good one. But I was like, yes. I got to get, I, I want to go a little older. So I went to 1959's North by Northwest. And you know what's interesting? 
So I was listening to the the commentary for this and Ernest Lehman, who has worked on the movie, he said that Carrie didn't think the scene was funny and he complained. He's like, Hitch, uh, uh, Hitchcock messed it up. He's like, he didn't film it properly. And what? now whenever you go through lists of elevators, it's one of the most classic, like everyone talks about this scene because it's just funny. Like, um, it right. is. It's, it's imagine, so funny. Imagine being Carrie, right? And you have two henchmen in there who are just messing with you and your mother your overbearing mother's in there who doesn't believe you and your mother looks at henchmen like you my my you you gentlemen aren't really trying to kill my son are you and everyone in the elevator starts laughing and they are trying to kill you like everybody i'd be like that it's the worst place to be like please elevator just fall right now and kill me like just my mom making fun of me in front of people and then me being laughed at like that's just yeah as an adult man with two people who are actually after your ass for some reason, you don't even know what's going on. <laughs> and then the what overbearing mom. And the I, overbearing mom. I, and I think I think Hitchcock just loves shoving Cary Grant in places, right? So you have rear window where he's stuck in his apartment, and this one he's stuck in an elevator. I, I just think it's funny. I just like you gentlemen aren't really trying to kill my son, are you? And then they just the the two the two henchmen are perfect with their laughing and everyone. And, it's just a cheeky scene, but it's very uncomfortable. So I feel like it is a bad time in an L. In the oh, it's L. a bad time. No, it's definitely a bad time. For Cary Grant, it's a bad time. Like For everyone else, it's apparently a laughing riot. <laughs> but we, yeah, we empathize with him. <laughs> we can imagine that that is a terrible time. <laughs> that mother is hilarious, though. Oh, gosh, I really enjoyed her. Mother. Oh, man. <laughs> She's just, just like, no. oh my gosh. You gentlemen really aren't trying cry. to kill my son, are you? <laughs> oh man. What a line. And what a good out. I had to, like, so I was thinking maybe the apartment, but that's not really terrible because there's oh, a lot yeah, of yeah. elevator stuff there. Mm. But yeah, so that's, that's, no, I like thing. this one. I yeah. like this one. Yeah, that's what I, and yeah, there. I love that. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a funny Hitchcock movie because it's, I mean, it doesn't bull itself as a comedy, but it's because it's a spy thriller, but. Oh my gosh, it's also like there's a lot of comedy in it. it. Yeah, I had a great time watching it. It's a good one. I like some hitch. I, I got a box set of, they had a sale one time on like a Black Friday or something. I got the entire, bo- like a giant Blu-ray box set of Hitchcock movies for like 30 bucks. Nice. Nice so, one. It's a good collectible. I paid dividends today. I need to watch Rope. But yeah, so what's your fourth pick? Oh, Rope's, are we there already? Yeah, Rope's great. Yeah, we're on the fourth one. Can wow. you believe it? Are we? Yes. Okay. Also one where no one dies, but is a scary one uh, that we had to include because it's so memorable is uh, The Cabin in the Woods. Cool. I mean, I love that scene, like not only because like of the monster reveals, but the elevator is also like done in this cube style vibe. It, it, it It's so cool. And I mean, I guess, so. yeah, first the, the, the monster reveals, we've got the werewolf. Then we've got the ghost, the ghost that kind of sounds like a ghost from one of the 13 ghosts, like actually has the same kind of sound. And then the two-sided scare where Kranz, Frank Kranz sees the ballerina with that gigantic mouth thing. Great. Ballerina dentata. Great. Yes, dentata. (laughs) Great makeup design. I love it. And Connolly sees the buzzsaw man. Who actually makeup artist, um, the makeup artist, uh, David Leroy, David Leroy Anderson, yeah, said, yeah, was like a, a not to hellraiser. 
But like you said, they didn't have like Hellraiser or pictures or anything even. They just all thought, okay, well, we, we remember Pinhead's. Like, you know, everyone has an image of Pinhead. So we just like got to go with it. And I mean, I love it. Like the guy who also plays the Buzzsaw Man, uh, Gregory Zach. Yes, Gregory Zach. So good. Like they were like, they actually they had a bit of a mission casting his character. They say like his character was was a bit of an issue, and the merman character monster was was like the most challenging monster to create. But with Gregory, um, he was like the third guy or something to come in, and someone was like already there that they tested, and they're like, okay, we're gonna put some makeup on you. But they said Gregory walked in, and everyone was immediately like, oh shit, because <laughs> the guy just looks scary. Like he looks so like completely like, you know, intimidating. And so Anderson, makeup dude, he was like, yeah, he felt for the guy that's, that was in makeup and stuff because it's like, yeah, you don't stand a chance. This guy is, he just looks menacing. And he was great. He had this intensity about him. And the empathy? The Exactly. There was something there, but I think it might've been Connelly who got so emotional because she started getting it. But yeah, mm. I mean, the way he kind of looked at her, like when she was like having her breakdown, I just, I love, yeah. The Buzzsaw Man is one of my favorites of the so monsters. Cool. Uh, Joss Whedon They're- and Drew Goddard said that he would be invited to Pinhead's 4th of July barbecue. Yes, and- that's right. And I think they, I love what they said. Like, he's like, this is our not in Kansas scene anymore. And it, it moves them into, like, it seamlessly moves them into a new act, too. It becomes a brand new act. 100%. After, Everything after changes. Scene. It's like a new world. Yeah. It's like, it's literally, it's fantastic. And I, I, I like what they kind of wanted to avoid doing a lot of horror staples, but they just love Pinhead so much that they did it. And it just, uh, you gotta not, do werewolf. You gotta do, I mean, I think, like they they did like you know paid homage to like all the the stuff that you kind of expect, but then I mean I had fun with just like the merman you know oh, God. <laughs> that gag was just amazing. <laughs> I had to figure out how far the merman traveled from the elevator to kill the guy. I remember I did no, the distance. Yeah, I have that real. data. I have that data post somewhere, so I, I figured that out. And I I I love when what. David Leroy walked up to Drew and was like, would it be okay if I put a, a blowhole on the merman? He's like, yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> put a blowhole on the merman. Absolutely, but, yeah. yes. And, and like Goddard said, it was one of his dreams to just give direction to a werewolf. Okay, bite harder. Like move faster. Like he's got to direct a werewolf and he was very happy. Nice. Dream come true. And also they brought the zombies out first to make that more palatable. So that when you go crazy, like it, it slowly goes crazier and crazier. It's like when you, what, what is that thing that they, they did with Annihilation where you start slowly making the water hotter and hotter and hotter. So you don't realize when it starts boiling. Yes. Like that's kind of what this movie just kind of paces along. And I dig how it gets crazier and crazier. Oh, such a good say. scene. It is. And a good oh. movie still. Oh yeah, no, I dig it. It was you know in 2015, I was like the first big hit for me. So I always I feel like I have a cabin in the woods, a big debt. If you go on their Facebook page, you'll see my article. They got they so I did this post where I figured out what's the best 21st century horror film by combining all the like major IMDb, Metacritic, all the scores, and which one had the highest score. And I did a poll that got thousands of votes because of the AV Club and Cabin in the Woods won. And Cabin in the Woods Facebook page shared my article in 2015. That was my first big hit. Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Whenever I see nice. Cabin in the Woods, I Thanks, always... Thanks, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I always, I always think oh, positive yeah. love it. And 
That's okay. a good one. So we get Cabin. I'm going to go with Old Boy next. Yes. 2003. Yes. A movie that elevators are very important in this movie. So there's yeah. that scene where Ode Sue's in the, in the elevator looking at the woman freaking out. <laughs> at, at the end, they go up to the penthouse in the elevator. And then, you know, Lee Woo Jin shoots himself in the elevator at the end. Yeah. But the elevator yeah. scene we're talking about is during the, a beautiful hallway fight. The one of the greatest one. hallway fights of all time. Yeah, very when, good. When, you know, he beats up all the guards. And then after he's done with them, he's just beaten. He's bloodied. And then the elevator opens up with a bunch of more henchmen. And then we cut to a wide shot with with Ode Su just walking out of the elevator and they all fall out. So you don't yeah. see what's in there. You don't get a Captain America Winter Soldier fight scene. You don't Just get how you a, went in there. You don't get a Morantu fight scene. You don't get an Eatman three fight scene. You just it's left to your imagination. They're in this tight box, and he kills them all in between a couple of floors, or beats them all up, knocks them all unconscious. And I kind of like the non horror implied. And after that hallway fight, I don't even know if I'd want to watch an elevator fight. Is what I was about to tell you because honestly, that hallway fight is fantastic. I love how they filmed it. I love that it goes on forever, but that makes it extremely exhausting to watch at the same time. Like, I'm always so tired after watching that scene. <laughs> so, yes, thank you for not like showing me another big one immediately and just do a little joke gag of these guys falling out of the elevator because he clearly killed all of them inside of that thing. I mean, we don't know how many flights, like how many levels he went up, but yeah, it was a, it, it had to be a quick one. Like wow. elevators aren't that slow. <laughs> Imagine being a henchman getting he was killed. Just a beast. Oh, dying in that in a close quarters by Ode Sue would be horrifying. I mean, <laughs> I watched. Yeah, I love the gag. I love it. It's cheeky. Florida State, two thousand four. My buddy Kahuna came up to me. He was like, "Mark, I got a movie for you." I'm like, oh, cool. Because he used to show like layer cake and he used to show me really cool movies. I don't know how I got a hold of him, but he got a hold of like really cool movies. And so I went and watched Old Boy with him. And I went, oh man, not old boy, but I went, oh yeah, like this is it. Like this is it. This movie's great. And that was my introduction to Korean cinema. Nice. 20 years ago. No, 20, 19 years ago, probably. Because it had to, it got released in 03. So yeah, I got, because we watched it on disc. So yeah, almost 20 years ago. That was my introduction uh, to Korean cinema. Nice. I actually watched Old Boy quite recently. I think my first my first Korean cinema was the host. That was my introduction. That's a good Love introduction. And it's still, yeah, one of my favorites. One of my absolute favorites. Yeah, no, Old Boy was gnarly. What a character, though. Like at the end of it, I was just like exhausted. <laughs> like this was really good, but I think I can sleep for a week now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The the revenge plan is just so like I, that's like one of the longest revenge plans ever, and I love right? it. Fifteen the character years himself. Oh my gosh! Well, like it's kind of tragic because you know he and his sister, and then the guy told on him, and then the sister's like, "No one will accept this," and it kind of makes it a tragic tragedy a little bit, and it's it is. But then at the same time, I also felt like they were all just being insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> Just get over yourself. Just please, can you deal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I, we're, are we almost done? We're almost done. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. No. Okay. So yeah, last. This one's is moving are... quick. Oof. Okay. Yeah. My my last one is a banger. It's it's 
like this might actually be one of my favorite film scenes of all time like this scene is just because of just how effective it is into switching gears and taking us into the final part of the movie and the devastation of it and it's the elevator scene in drive it's Mm. so, so good you know how many essays there are about this scene? And justifiably. Right. Exactly. Do you want to tell people about the sound stuff that we found? Yeah. Like, so I found an article. And I read the entire thing. But yeah, I, it's so I, good. I, I, I like sound what nerds. They're, they're asking, like, what makes the elevator scene so effectively gross and so grossly effective? They're like, let's start with the squish. According to Mike Berger, a multiple, multiple Oscar-winning sound editor who now teaches at UC Berkeley, each violent impact is orchestrated like a musical chord. He said uh, an editor might start with a thumping bass note. He says the sound of the two by four. Wait, um, and then let's see. But I, I got another one. Okay. To depict the crushing of the skull, they use yes. the slow down noise of cracking nuts. For the blood, they recorded the sloshing of a, a viscous liquid. But to complement those obvious sounds, as he calls them, the squishing and gushing and head crunching, Bender and his colleagues added another track of Ryan Gosling breathing and snorting and firing spittle. Not yeah. every viewer will be aware of this additional noise but it adds ferocity and intimacy to the scene. We tried to create the personal experience of killing someone of, uh, of we tried to, we tried to create the personal experience of killing someone of going through the effort of doing it. Says Bender, the elevator sequence benefits from another trick of sound editing in which a flash of quiet sets up an outburst of audible violence. Uh, yeah. It's just, he removed the elevator noise in the moments before the action begins. And this isn't even talking about the lighting, the slow motion, the scorpion, and a head being turned into nothing. Into nothing. And like the I elevator read that shot, sa- the parking garage but, wide shot. <clears throat> Sorry. Was it that Was it that article or a different one where at the end they were like, yeah, we actually didn't need to see it. The sound was so set up well. We could hear the head being squashed. We didn't need to see it. But I was like, of course we needed to see it. It was perfect. It was to like drive the horror of the moment home. I mean, if if we didn't see that, I don't think we would have felt the same with Carrie, like, you know, walking out and like staring at him in because she saw it. So of course, like, yeah, show it to us too. I, I just, it's, it's really, it's one of my favorite cinematic scene ever. It's from the moment that I step into that, I mean, even the scene starts outside in the lobby, actually, or like, you know, in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then carries on into, but I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's so good. And listen, so is good. Nicholas Winden Reffin? He's going to show the head. Like, he's not a yes. subtle guy. No. You know, in this movie, the throats that get slit, the violent, the heads explode. Like, it's, it's just muskmelons blowing up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. He's going to show the head. It doesn't no, Riff matter. He's going to show the head. He's and gonna... honestly, I do think we wouldn't have felt the same if he didn't. You are 100% I don't think we would have. I don't think we would have had that because it's a gut punch. It's an absolute, that scene is a gut punch. You feel when he, when, when Gosling looks back at her after, like he knows and he looked that tragic, that Uh-oh. tragic, tragic and and she's just like, yeah, well, okay, I'm never going to be able to look at you the same way again and he knows it and because he just squashed someone's head in in an elevator in front of her after kissing her passionately, madly. Oh, in slow bye, motion. Bye, random and guy's head. He like pushes her away to protect her, kisses her, and then just that destroys. also the light, how the lighting changes there when he like oh, it's beautiful. 
They're like in the in the elevator, lighting is used to cast shadows over characters' faces. The lighting fades when the driver. So this is all from Slate and other articles that I found. This isn't me. I found great articles. But they're like, in the elevator, lighting is used to cast shadow over the characters' faces. The lighting fades when the driver places arm around Irene, which leaves the driver in the suit in the dark while Irene's face is highlighted. The light unnaturally dims, dims as the driver turns around and kisses Irene passionately. It looks like they're the only two people in the world. And in a matter of seconds, the moment changes from something beautiful, uh, beautiful to brutal violence. The writing, the lighting restores as the moment shifts. No, what a no, sensory experience. Ten out of ten. Yeah. No, no, it's exactly what an absolute experience. And that the best and Mandy. thing about that is you can just like you can just watch that clip. You can just be in the movie again. It's extremely memorable too. Like anyone who's seen the movie, you can just saw them that elevator scene. <laughs> and just the you know. You know what I love too? They it's so unsubtle about showing us the scorpion, but you have to understand the fable to understand the scorpion and you know the frog. Like so it's it's incredibly unsubtle, but you also have to be in the know for it. And and it's just a uh man. It kind of works for me too, though, because it's back acting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love I, I love, I love back, back acting. I love back acting. It back works. acting's great. All right. Uh so it's a, I'm the last one. I got the last one here. Get and I'm gonna do one, a, and it's a fun one. A 2023 film, and it's it's just Megan, and it's it's our <laughs> man Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie and, uh, Chang, a glass bottle and an Ronnie assistant Chang. getting killed by uh, an AI doll. And That's but right. I like this one though because I I think it's pretty funny that the assistant Kurt tries to close the elevator when David's running. It's a different right. type of horror than we've discovered. Like it's yeah, it's. Yeah. Like we have an innocent bystander in there. It's not really the action scene. And then the guy's running and he actually tries to close it on him. Yes. We get a great gag about what kombucha dropping and, <laughs> and then Megan wipes it out and then plans a murder suicide because Megan's yep. a crazy smart AI. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Nah, I wish yeah, I had more like, for you, but it's just like, it's a good sim and the dance scene comes up right before it. It's just a good bit. It's a very good bit. And I like it. It is. And I, like, I love the, because yeah, she starts chasing Ronnie's character. I mean, I'm just going to call him Ronnie because it's Ronnie. <laughs> I love Ronnie Chang. Everything love him. sucks. He's, he's so hilarious. He's yeah. got this thing where, like, I think with him, it's really, it, it, it goes back to that whole thing of not the what the how, because it's how he says things. He's yeah. like so angry. <laughs> yeah. He's got a great cadence when you hear him. Oh, it's, he's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, she starts chasing him down those hallways. It's all like with the red velvets, you know, like it's it's just this red scene. Um, I mean, that was fun. I wouldn't have minded if, if they actually, you know, made the chase scene a bit longer, almost like this Maisie thing, like really amp it up. But I mean, that's not what it was going for. I'm just like, that that felt like a little playground where I would probably have played more, <laughs> you know. But yeah, the elevator gag was just great. Like, because Ronnie made it, but oh, too late because the thing was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and and also, it's in the worst spot possible. It's at the end of a long, skinny hall. So yes. the assistant's dead. Ronnie's dead, and then everyone sees it later. They see the blood explosion. This is a good bit, and it makes me happy. And it's a good dance scene. And we talk about <laughs> Ronnie. And that AI, honestly, if we're going to make like robots, don't make them fast. Because <laughs> she went fast. Give them like really long feet. 
Or is Ronnie really slow? (laughs) Their feet are two feet long. So then when they try to run, it's just slap, slap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way to run fast. Exactly. Like when you've got flippers on. Just have your robot around and flippers. Permanent flippers. If you take them off. That would be so annoying, though. And if you hear that from out. If you take them off, there's a kill switch that, you know, so it's like a safety protocol. They can't climb stairs too easily. Exactly. Oh, I love it. All right, I have a crazy idea. Can you go along with me on this? Um, I'm scared, but let's sure. do a movies that start with D. One word title <laughs> movies that start with D. What? Why? Because of drive. Uh, because of drive. Okay, I'll start. Drive. Okay, I'll take dread. <laughs> what do you got? So you can vote on this at uh Twitter movie films. I'll probably have run it already, but go go follow all the pages anyhow. So I need to Google this, Mark. Give me a second. <laughs> I mean, you can't just ju- I, this is it's 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 night over here. I mean, I'm we have tired. Dawn of the, it's, yeah. it's Thursday. I mean, we talked about Deep Red tonight. We talked about Dawn of the Dead. I, I have D on the brain. Oh, that sounds bad. That has to be one <laughs> word. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Okay, let's see what do we have here. I mean, there's a lot of there's a, there's two, a, there's a de- decent amount. Okay, fine, Dunkirk. Oh no. Yeah, you want to play this game? I'll play this game. <laughs> uh all right, devil. Nice, of course. Why didn't I? I'm I'm really tired, you guys. And dread there's yeah. elevators too. Oh wow, right. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of wonderful, wonderful. Why don't you actually like I'm Googling? Tell the people what 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 the people on the movies, films, and flicks. Like they they also mentioned a couple of cool ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I didn't forget that. So while you're searching, I will read this out. And I so I put I reached out on movies from the flicks and I asked about people's favorite elevator scenes. And the favorite elevator scenes that I I got a lot of them. So this will be fun to read out. Nice. Let's see. I got I'm pulling them up right now. I put up the the gif of Elf when he makes it look like a a tree. So Jack Austin said Smoke and Aces, which I love. That's right. Aaron and that's the mission. one that started this episode. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Aaron yeah. Newworth had Mission Impossible when Emilio gets it. Yes. Tom Tresmer has the first 20 minutes or so of speed. Absolutely the best. Also, he loves in Die Hard when he chucks a C4 chair explosive down the elevator shaft. Nathan yes. LaHaye says the elevator stare down in True Lies. He also talks about Evil Dead Rise. Christopher Kelly, The Lift. Nothing beats a horror flick about a possessed elevator. Nicholas Rehack says the Baxter, the very uncomfortable Baxter scene. John Wheeler, Johnny Numb says Silence of the Lambs, Dr. Lecter, comatose on top of the elevator. Jesse Deal, he went on a bit of a run. He wrote Droopy Dog in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, great elevator scene. Yes. But then he put Willy Wonka, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Total Recall, Driver, Being John Malkovich, Mall Rats, Eight Man 3, Liar Liar. Baby Driver has a great elevator scene, by the way. The Secret of My Success from Ryan Groff. Mark Pazanelli says Devil. We have Mark Pazanelli again, Ghostbusters, when they turn on the Proton Pack for the first time. Lisa Skippin loves the beginning of Evil uh, Resident Evil, the first one. She read my mind. Uh, Lisa again says the end of Departed. Elizabeth Deal says Toy Story 2 with Buzz and Zerg. So we had a lot of people commenting and, and talking about their favorite elevator scenes. That's so really cool. Did that give you time to think? It did. <laughs> All right. What did you do? I'm going to go with Dracula. Oh, crap. So you rallied. That was good. <laughs> so while I was reading that, I didn't even. Uh, let's see. Uh, D. Oh, okay. feel it, Mark. Feels nice, doesn't it? Oh, here we go. I'm I'm rolling through. I love that I pitched something that I wasn't ready. Oh, Dark Man. I love it. Oh no! 
Oh, I'm jealous. I mean, there's two words. That's one. one word. That's one word. Dogman. Yeah, it's one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, Dogville. I'll go with Dogville. Oh. I'd take Dogville. I'll do Dogma. I'm not like... Oh, nice. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm like looking for stuff that we might have missed because, I mean, there's like a lot. Yeah. I want to just go for the obvious stuff, which I feel I already did. Yeah, we can't do Deep Rising or Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, it, it definitely the one where it makes it challenging, but I mean... <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Fine. Thanks, Mark. Okay, how many do I need? One. Just one, one more. more right? You can cut this long pause out oh, of it. Oh. Do you want me to run uh, Doom, Dune, Dope, Doubt? Yeah, it's just me. Dream Girls? <laughs> me. <laughs> drive again? I have drive. Can I can I use a drive toys? Dumbo. I saw Dumbo. It's yeah, it's it's a maybe. It's a maybe. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a lot of movies that starts with D, holy moly. Which I guess makes sense. It's not that weird. Yeah, I just I just put I narrow it down to one word, which doesn't really help us. Oh, deliverance. Okay. Yeah, I saw Deliverance, but now I'll, I'll I'll go with Dune. This is taking too long. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The new one. All right. So you have Drive, Dunkirk, Dracula, 1931, right? Dracula, 1931? Yes. Okay. Dracula, 1931. Dog, Dogzill. Dogville. <laughs> and Dune. And I have Dread, Devil, Darkman, Dogma, Dope. And? You need the your last one. No, Dread. Oh, oh I picked Dope. Yeah, Dope. dope. You picked yep. up. Okay. Dread, Devil, Darkman, Dogma, Dope. I mean, I know I missed some good ones. I know this. Uh, let's see. Let's start Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil and Deadpool, but I don't really want to. Mm. Yeah, you know, not really. Oh, Dolomite. That could have been a great one. Oh, yeah. 1975. It's just Dolomite. Do you want that one? I do. I do right. want What do you want to lose? Dune. Dune. Yeah, it's too big. Dune feels like a ringer, doesn't it? Do I? Oh, Dread, Devil, Darkman, Dogma, Dope. I guess I don't really have a too much of one. I have Dread though. People love Dread. Yeah, people do love Dread. People live that Dread life. And people love Drive too. Yeah, that's true. It's either the Dread Dread life or Drive life. <laughs> All right, where where can people find you, Zanandi? Behind them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> inside an elevator I've been stuck here for so long someone please send help you got monsters next to you um, but you have a trowel uh, though so you're good yeah exactly <laughs> I'm on Twitter Can we, I'm, I'm still calling it Twitter yeah it's yeah. Nandi on Twitter yeah check me out over there if you wanna <laughs> awesome so yeah I'm the same <laughs> yeah I'm the same. And uh, yeah, no, everything, every, we're all good. Everything's great. We're all good. All right. So, okay. uh, me, Mark Hoffman, Rizani Boletes. This is Movie Sons of Flicks. We'll see you next week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.